This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. It's the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 999 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshball and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. And we got Bills Brewing from Wilmington in the house. Donnie Stone is here. It's been a while, man. How you been? Good, man. How you guys doing? Um, busy. Uh, it's the, I, I think that's like the common frame, uh, refrain from everybody right now. Everybody's busy. I, I guess like 2022 really is normal coming back. And I guess you guys are getting ramped up for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, when we were walking in here, it's uh, you know January and February, kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs and marched, just <laughs> went through the roof all of a sudden, and people are back, back in bars, back in concerts, drinking craft beer, man. We love it. So you brought a bunch of craft beer. You actually texted yeah. me this morning when you were on your way <laughs> with an entire van load, and I appreciated the vote of confidence, but I, I knew we couldn't get to all of it. Um, but we might as well just start talking about the beer, and we'll come back to your space and stuff like that, but... The reason I want to talk about your, the beer we just poured, not the first beer we tried, but the beer we just poured, it's called Honey Drip. It's a brown ale brewed with honey. Correct. Like actual honey. What you said was, you, yeah, I bought this. I brought this along because surprisingly, it's like, it's like one of our number one sellers. And you guys are a coastal brewery. Anybody who knows Bill's, uh, I guess kind of the lay person knows uh, Bill's and a lot of Wilmington breweries do a good job on the, the hazy stuff. Yep. Um, I've always loved your lager program, awesome. um, but this one specifically, like I'm familiar with it cause I bought it for, for the restaurants back in the day yep. and, and it was in, it's super enjoyable, but it's interesting that on that coastal market, people go to the beach, they're drinking a brown ale at your place. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Uh, like I said, I told you before this podcast started, I never thought I'd be sitting here with the, with the Wilmington brewery and, and, and saying that a brown ale is, is one of our top selling beers, but people <laughs> down there, they're, they're loving it, man. Um, we brewed it as a fall seasonal for the longest time, probably two or three years, and started receiving those questions. Like, hey, when, when's this beer coming back? Um, and we're like, I, I don't know. I guess we'll brew it again. So it's, it's become a core beer now. It's uh, one of our staples. Um, even during the heat of June and July, it's still, it still sells. It's, uh, as long as it's cold and crisp yeah, like man, it is yeah, now. Yeah, it's not heavy. But it, it's but not it like is funny. It is funny. It's, this is a common really occurrence on the beer podcast. Oh, yeah, it's a stereotype where, for sure. Where it's a common occurrence on the beer podcast where somebody makes these beers. You have this intention for the beer, but the consumer changes what you might have intended with this beer because of what they want. Yeah. I mean, it's that's our industry right now is you, you, you got to – I mean, I know there's a handful of brewers out there. They've got their thing, their niche, and they, they're going to do what they're going to do. But, you know, for us, it's we try to be adjusting to the ever-changing market that is the craft beer scene. Um, and that changes year by year. Um, it's been changing a lot since COVID. What I do love to see is the fact that, uh, at least in the past couple of years, I've noticed that people are going back to just, like, just real good, clean beer, clean lagers, clean pilsners. Uh, like I said, this, lagers and pilsners, this brown ale is a, is a testament to that. Um, people love that beer because it's it just it's it's beer. It's a, it's you get that malty this mm-hmm. uh, malt forward that people want in, a, in you know their, their brown ales or a standard ale, ESB. Um, it's rounded off real nicely by that honey, just a little bit of sweetness, but it's not that sweetness isn't overpowering. It's no, not it's, it's not, not jaw locking. As some would say, and we've I've gotten a lot of people to have told me that. Like I was kind of scared to try this beer. I see honey. Yeah, I thought it'd be too much, but um, they're like it's really just enough, and that's kind of what we're aiming for. And um, I am that drinker, well by us. the way. That if I yeah. see honey, 
Yeah. I'm likely not going to go for Any it. Any sort of like weird adjunct. Yeah. I think but, it's going to be too sweet. But it's an easy way to add fermentable sugar to up the ABV sure. a little bit without making it heavier. Correct. Right? And so is there any honey malt in that as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, so, we use honey yeah, malt in a lot of our IPAs, it, too. It's interesting. Shout out to my neighbor, Steve, uh, who is a home brewer and listens to the podcast. <laughs> he, uh, from time to time, he'll obviously, home brewers brew a lot, especially if they're serious about it and dude's serious about it. Sure. Um, but he invited me in a couple weeks ago. He's like, you got time to taste some beers? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and usually with a home brewer, you're like, man, I got to <laughs> I gotta go out and <laughs> cut my grass with scissors. I don't know what's going on. I trust him. He does a good job. So he brewed a, uh, a brown, and he used some honey malt, and he hadn't experimented with it before, and he wasn't quite sold on it. But it brought up the conversation. Uh, do you remember Jen, Jim Dundee's honey brown? Yes. Do you remember that, Jeff? Yes, I it's do. old school. I, do. I, I, I might have had one or two. I can't recall. It, it was old school, but, like, it was one of my first – and it was, like, kind of like the faux craft type. Yeah. type <laughs> I forget who actually put it out, but you know what I mean. It was – it was meant to, I think it was ultimately meant to be the American answer to Newcastle, sure. mm-hmm. probably. But it's nice to kind of see, you don't see a whole lot of honey honey malt, honey forward anything in it, but it's pleasant. This is a brown ale that is not, like it's like we said, it's not like syrupy sweet. It's not too heavy. Uh, it is very refreshing. And I don't, I think if people would taste this with their eyes closed, they wouldn't even... Give it sure. a second thought that it's that it's a dark beer, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Not that it doesn't have that nice malt backbone, but it's a really nice, really enjoyable beer. Uh, we started with your Pilsner. Yep. Pillow Talk. I don't know why you didn't just call it Bilsner. Uh, that, wow. I'm, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm retracting. Now you're doubting yourself, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> follow, follow me for more marketing tips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Pilsner's back, man. Um we we try to keep it in stock year round, uh, and we're trying even more now because again, I'm loving the fact that people are it's in demand right now. Um, so our pilsner check style pilsner's got a little tiny bit of spice that check style um, profile that you're looking for, um, but it's real just super clean and crisp and just easy easy to put down. Um, you know, the traditional like biscuit. Uh, oh, it's it's great. It, so it's great. So I was interested several years ago. We, obviously, we talked for 20 minutes before we even yeah. started. But when, when you guys first came onto the scene, um, I remember talking to you and Nick both, who at the time was with you guys, and um, talking about a couple things with with how you guys had to do things, not necessarily what you wanted to do, but obviously what the market demands. One of the things that the market demands – from Wilmington, it seems, um, 16-ounce cans. Yep. And at the time, it was higher ABV beers. Sure. Um, I want to know if that's remained. I don't think it necessarily has because you're, you got a Pilsner. You got Bill's Light out that came out a couple years ago, right? So you're having and these, like, quote, beer-flavored beers that aren't always the heavy hitters, the 7, 7% ABV and above. But yeah. how has that... I guess changed a little bit. Has it changed at all since you all started, or are you just simply confident enough that you're going to do your own thing and people end up buying it? So what I tell everybody is that the only market I could compare us to as far as um, what's in for the majority is probably Charlotte. I mean, people come to people come to Wilmington. You know, we got our brothers at New Anthem. We got brothers at New Anthem and Wilmington Brewing, you know, to our left and right. And, and you know, Mad Mole. I mean, we have Wilmington. 
Riceville Beach Brewing. We have tons of great breweries down there, but people come to Wilmington. We've kind of made a name for ourselves for our hazies, our fruited beers. So the New Englands and, you know, the heavy fruited sours are always in demand, or have been at least. But, again, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at how much people are starting to come back around to those clean lagers and pilsners. And I don't think it's just us. I think it's around the craft beer community in general. Well, you look at those other guys that you you brought up. They're all making it. Yeah, they're all making. I mean, they all have like a Mexican lager now, right? Yeah, you have to. You have to make your hazies. You do. I I hate even saying that, but it just is what it is. You Uh, brought two of them today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of our. There are top sellers. Um, But again, like I said, that demand for those clean, crisp, just clean beer is coming back. but to answer your question, yeah, so two of our top-selling beers are American uh, IPA that was has been around, probably has the most name recognition for us, is our Waybreak. Uh, we put that in 12-ounce cans, six-packs. Oh, so you do have that in 12-ounce? Yes, yeah, okay. and then, then our Bill's Light Lager, which I'm sure if you follow us at all on social media, um, we, uh, we actually brewed that beer uh, to be a light, easy, crisp drinking beer for our sister company, Captain Bill's. It's a 10 beach or 10 course beach volleyball complex. People are out there like, Hey, I love y'all's beer. Give me something that's a little bit like not 7%. It's a little bit easy to yeah, drink. Hard, it's hard to play volleyball yeah. all day. Sure. With that. So we brewed that beer specifically for the, for the volleyball complex. And it's honestly taken off. I mean, we have bottle shops across the state calling on us asking for half barrel kegs of it because hmm. they've got all, they've got everything they have on their sap line, right? But not everybody's walking into a, 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 a bottle shop looking for, you know, an 8%er or uh, Imperial Stout with, yeah. you know, 20 different things in it. So they have something to offer their customers as far as a just nice-tasting, uh, clean, light lager. Yeah, and that bottle shop mentality. Like, think about when you go to a bottle shop or when – I guess we used to go to a bottle shop when, before yeah. it was work, right? Yeah. But think, think about that when – you go in, you're hanging out with your friends, and you want to try all this crazy stuff. But also, at the same time, think about, like, well, maybe I'm going there. Like, my wife and I, years ago, used to go to Bottle Rev all the time before Kane's games. Yeah. That was, like, our date night, right? And it'd be fun to have one or two different things. Yep. But then, all right, well, we've got time. I don't want to leave yet, or I'm hanging out with my friends. I want one more what's something light and easy yeah. that I can just enjoy and not have to think about like yeah. that's perfect for that bottle shop mentality of that sure. like just one more or the starting out beer I call them the, I beer. call them the starting out beers right yeah. for a bottle shop I, yeah for a bottle like the I usually my my pattern is I will go to wherever I will see what they have in terms of beer flavored beer that light crisp whatever because then it gives me time. I can sip on something or socialize and then focus on what, what do I really want to try rather than being rushed. Because sometimes you just sit down. This happens a lot of restaurants too. Yeah. Where you just sit down or you sit down at the bar or you're hanging out at the bottle shop and they immediately like, what do you want? I'm like, well, I don't know yet. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to read all the language associated with this. <laughs> as you mentioned, like this imperial got, stout that has like I have to bizarre, read all of the long burial and, titles. Yeah, yes. Cakes and Cheerios yes. and um, yeah, maybe right. syrup, yeah. I've got to look at your eighty tap. Hold on, let me check we, all we, the untapped. Ratings by the way, we do like we do have decisions. one of those. It's called the garbage cookie. Okay, uh, so we still do them, but carry on. Yeah, but, but you know what I, like I mean. The name so, of that, we'll get back to that. So as I'm reading all these things, I'm like, you know what? It'd probably be better if I have a beer while I'm thinking about what the heck sure. I'm going to have next. So I go with what I know. That's it's it's a very smart thing to do. And it, it like it so many so putting Bill's light lager in six in twelve ounce cans six packs has in. Putting Waybreak in 12-ounce cans has opened us up so much 
uh, to more restaurants because the restaurants are sitting there. They're like, I don't want, like, I can't charge $8 for a 16 ounce can. Like people aren't going to pay the same amount for their one beer as they're paying for their, their meal, their plate of food. Um, and so scaling that down and going to the 12 ounce cans with two of our core beers, um, has done well for us. I wouldn't be surprised to see if 12 ounces start making a, making a, a strong comeback here, but I could be absolutely wrong on that. So it's interesting. We're, you know, totally different regions. We're in the triangle. You're, you're sure. on the coast, the coast and Charlotte, like you said, they're both 16 ounce heavy. And this is going to get, I'll try not to get too into the weeds on, on can sizing, yep. but it's true. Right. So one of the things we were up against back when I was at Mason Jar, one of the things we were up against, there are so many places up and down the coast that have those outdoor beach bars, have those sand volleyball courts, a lot of live music, a lot of places that don't, they'll, they'll do draft beer, but they do a ton of package yeah. at those places because people can just do like buckets, things like that. But what really sells well at those places are those 16 ounce cans yeah. for whatever reason. And, and I, I like a 16 ounce can because yeah. it's like drinking a real pint because sure. 16 ounces, I don't know, you do the math. But anyway, I, I enjoy that. So it's, it's interesting coming from this triangle market thinking, well, shoot, we're up against the 16 ounce world and we're, we're just doing 12 ounce cans. Um, and some people do a lot of mixing and matching. You, you guys obviously do some of that and some even do it with certain brands. Um, they'll have both 16s and 12s available. I don't know. I don't know the, you know, obviously not the numbers on that, but the reason some people go to those 12s is because you can fit more on grocery store shelves. You can stack them, but then you go to like a Lowe's Foods, which honestly has become a bottle shop. I don't know if you've been to a Lowe's these days, but they've got such a wide variety of a lot of fresh beer, and they're constantly moving around a lot of 16-ounce cans from everywhere else. Yeah. What I'm really interested to see right now, and, and this will conclude our can chat, <laughs> um, Highwire yep. and, and Coronado both. And I thought this would start a trend, and it hasn't yet. And oh, I don't, Highwire's in our backyard now. Yes, they're in everybody's, in everybody's backyard. backyard. <laughs> but they do 16-ounce six-packs of high pitch. And as horrible as that is to struggle against sales-wise every day, man, it's... It's priced well, and if you can make it work, it's great. And I was, I was thinking more people would jump on that, especially not necessarily with an IPA, yeah. but with a lager, with yeah. with a light lager, or or some easy drinking pilsners to do sixteen ounce six packs for like twelve bucks, and the that that perceived value is there. Yeah, you know, because you're getting four ounces more each can. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 surprised. Probably aluminum shortage has something to do with that, and everything else that's happened in the past two two years. But I thought by now more people would have done that. What are you guys thinking long term with with your packaging strategy? I mean, honestly, we, I, I haven't even I haven't even seen a 16 ounce six pack to be honest until you just mentioned it right now. Um, but uh, I mean, right. Where we're at, like I said, the two beers that we, I don't know, that we produce, that people consume the most of, like I said, our Wave Break and our Bill's Light, um, the reason why I put them in 12-ounce cans is, is, you know, we have tons of people that come by, grab beer, they go to the beach, they go on their boat, they can fit more in their cooler, um, they right. don't get, they stay cold, you're not you're not having to finish an entire 16-ounce, uh, obviously, it gets a little bit warmer as you're consuming it, but we keep majority of our beers 
in four pack, 16 ounce. Um, the 12 ounce cans, like I said, are way breaking our bills light because they they're they're kind of our beach beers. They're our top sure. beers. People that are coming in coming in to grabbing a six pack. They're going to the beach. They're grabbing one from off the Lowe's Foods. Um, and you don't ever do those in 16-ounce formats. They're only 12s. We've done wave breaking okay. in 16-ounce, and I, I'm not saying that we won't ever, ever bring it back at all. Um, for me, it's just kind of – I really have no, like, logic behind it besides the fact that it's, you know, like I said, that light lager for the most part. And most importantly, um, people love having it in those 12-ounce in those cans, uh, like I said, for their, for their cooler, for the poolside. Down just in our region, it works best for us. Um, 16 ounce four packs are never going to go away. Um, it just is what it is. I mean, they're, they're, there's kind of a perception of kind of a beer status when it's in a 16 ounce four pack. I don't know what it is. Um, like if we were to, I don't know if, if we took our Pilsner and broke it down into, I shouldn't say the Pilsner, but one of our New Englands and broke it down okay. into us in twelve ounce sure. four, six pack. I'm not saying it would look people look at it as less than yeah, um, yeah. But as far as the big name brand breweries that are in North Carolina, right. mm-hmm. uh, you know that that sixteen ounce four pack. As far as when you're presenting a New England IPA, sure. when you're presenting one of your premier beers, it's a perception, it's a perception thing. Yeah. People well, look at it on the shelves and they and they 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 deem it as you know. More superior, I guess. There are some. There are some places that are now selling two packs yeah. of some of those oh, higher yeah. end. Beers. I've seen four, what ten ounce four packs out there before. Oh, well, I think when you when what you talk it? about the twelve ounce brewery, brewery, Bavana, yeah, Bavana did, right. did that on their Imperial Stout a few years yeah, back. That's right, yeah. I remember that. Uh, but when you look at a shelf, I mean, I spend a lot of time down at pharmacy in downtown Cary because it's walking distance from my house. Oh yeah, and um, you know, it's a great spot. But whether I'm looking at the shelves, looking at the cooler. Like anytime I look up on the board and I see anything from Maine Brewing Company on draft, I immediately turn around and look at the bottles because the bottles stand out because there's hardly any bottles on the shelves yep. anymore. So I know if Tyler got any Maine lunch in, which is one of my favorites, yep. then I can immediately see it and go to it. Same thing happens with a 12-ounce can when I look in the cooler. And you've got, you're talking about your New England specifically. You look at the you – know, there's one shelf, a couple of shelves that have like West Coast, New England's, whatever, mostly New England's. All of them are – 16 ounces. Yeah. So if you, you're right, if you put a 12 there, it's going to stand out. Yeah. But maybe that's why you do it. It stands out. Yeah. I mean, I think we like, I mean, you guys are all consumers too. Just, just as much as I am, I'm a producer and consumer, but it's, it's, I can't even like put up, I can't even nail it down. But when you, when you're going and you're, you're going through your grocery store line, you're going through your bottle shop line. It's, it's one of those things that like, when it comes to why do I put two beers in 12 ounce and, and the rest in 16 ounce, it's, it's one of those things that I just, where we're at in our region, People love those two beers that we have for the, the lager and our and our and our flagship American IPA and a twelve ounce can. It's just super convenient for them. But again, like I said, everything else is in sixteen ounce cans because I feel like that's kind of the game we're playing right now. Um, if you want to, you know, be yeah side by side with 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 the rest of the totally breweries in the state. You brought up that word status, and it makes sense. Like. There's status and there's perceived value, and they're not always the same thing. Perceived value, absolutely. They, but they do overlap in this case. Yeah. And that perceived value of putting something like a hazy into a 12-ounce can, you, you don't intend to do it, but it can cheapen that status is, sure. what, is kind of what you're saying. But yeah. Speaking yeah. of West Coast, are you guys making a West Coast? 
We've made some West. We've made plenty of West Coast. I mean, I'd, I'd love to do some more. They're coming down the line. I'd love you to do um, some more. I mean, yeah, Dice in the Mirror was the last one we put in cans, and it it did really really well for us. Uh, now that you mentioned it, I mean, it's again going along with those lagers and those pills. Right, those going back ales. to West yeah. Coast, people are yeah. digging digging just the hoppy beer now. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Like if you if you're You've been drinking craft beer for a long time. You've had every New England under the sun. Right, right yeah. And it's <laughs> yes. kind of, You've had every at single point, hop yes. combination that is out exactly. there. And they somewhat run together, honestly, yeah. when I look at the shelf. And, you know, the first thing I look up on the board is see, you know, Tyler's usually pretty good at keeping at least one West Coast up there. Um, and then you go look in the cooler, and there'll be, you know, 12 New Englands and a lot of times zero West Coast mm-hmm. in the cooler because they just don't – they can't get them. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big West coast fan, but would prefer that over new England's and, and hopefully the, the changing times over the next, uh, months and years will bring those back in, in, uh, in volume. Yeah. So speaking of West coast, you brought two new England's. I did. Yeah. So we got, we've got your, uh, six flips is year round ish, right? Six flips is comes and goes, it comes and goes, but it's not necessarily seasonal. It's yeah. We actually don't even have any more of it right now. I just brought this for you guys for, for, uh, your enjoyment. And that's so a that, great can too. I mean, all is. your, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all your can work, but you know, I mean, there's one thing that people, you know, they're always and, fun, but that yeah. one is, we've, yeah. uh, it's kind of what we aim for when it comes to our branding and it's, it's what I wanted. And, and we've succeeded with that is like, we just, like, we don't take ourselves too serious as far as our brand. We like to have fun. Plus you're out at the Anything beach. is supposed open. to be fun. Yeah. I know, yeah. But when you look at that can and I wouldn't know this being the old dude that I am, uh, except that there was an 11-year-old in my life that has, has a flip board. And this is what this is. Fingerboard. Fingerboard. Yeah, fingerboard, fingerboard yeah, right? It's got the flip. The, the sick flips is a fingerboard. And I didn't know what a fingerboard was until we were traveling, and I hear this noise in the back of my back seat. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I look back, and he's got this little skateboard, and he's doing tricks with it. Dude, I'm surprised they're still around. Right. Like, I was playing in my science class with those – Eighth grade, I think. You He's could, in sixth grade and thir- now, and I'm 37 things, years old. Yeah, so. you could get those things like on the counter in a convenience. Store. Yeah, yep. there was. I mean, when I was in middle school, I mean, you were, I, I'm sure, pretty sure we're close to age. Yep. But there was a there was a time where a it was older. like like three years. A lot wiser. It was a, it's all the rage. Well, what's funny? Pogs is that, too was about the same Pog, time. Yeah, Pogs were a big deal. Pogs were a big deal. <laughs> what really I, what's off funny topic. about what's funny about those little flipboards is that you can still get them today. They're like party favors for the most part. Yeah. But I was actually watching ESPN or one of the ESPN channels the other day, and they had a motorized one. Yeah. So yeah, so they have the little a little skateboard dude, and you can get different characters. And then you can cut, and it actually comes with accessories. So yeah. you can get, you can get the little half pipe. They've got like a little fake empty pool that you can put. The, I mean, it's pretty funny. It basically uses. Dude, the they had they had full blown repair kits. I yes, mean, yes. I mean, this is back in like the late nineties. Yeah, I do remember those repair kits. You get serious with it, man. But yeah, I did see a commercial for these little like skateboard dudes or whatever it is, and it uses whatever center of gravity on the motorized thing to keep it going back on its wheels yeah. and keep going. It's hilarious. I might just get some for I content believe, purposes. I believe you will get them for content I need purposes. To get, I need to get sure. for content purposes now. But anyway. So, 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 so yeah, Six, Six Flips, Flips was uh, a fingerboard uh, thing. Actually, it came um, one of our late brewers. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. He was one of our assistant brewers. Mm-hmm. But he that was kind of his, his saying. He always said Six Flips when he got excited. And so when he passed away, that was kind of we made the label for him. Um, that's why his initials are on the bottom of the actual skateboard when you see it. Um, yeah, we we blew through that one, so we don't have that on the shelves right now. Um, but Dog Hayes uh, New England IPA, the other New England we're talking about, 
is our seasonal summer release uh, that just hit shelves this week. Um, it's probably our, arguably our most anticipated beer that we do every year. It's got all the cool kid hops in it, all this super expensive hops. And the full name is the, the Dog Haze. The yeah. Dog Haze of so, Summer, <laughs> which is a great name. The I mean, Dog Haze of Summer. Yeah. What do we have in there? All the Galaxy. Dude, you got Galaxy, there. you got some Sabra, you got some Talus, Mosaic, like just all the lucrative hops that you cringe whenever you hit the order button on. But you... <laughs> So what are your? Let's talk about this. What are your feelings on Sabro? So we we've been not deep diving, but we've been discussing the divisiveness on Sabro in the in the in the hop world. It's the cilantro of hops. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's you interesting. Do you know, that's interesting. Right? I don't have a lot to say about it, man. I mean, it does it does well for us. I enjoy it, but it's. I mean, the hop world in general has just gotten. There's so many, and I love it. I, I'm not sitting here acting like I'm complaining. Sure, I love it. There's all the experimentals that are out there. Um, but yeah, I don't have, I don't have an argument one way or the other on Sabra. I know it, it, it was definitely kind of had a galaxy, when I say galaxy era, because I mean, there was like, it two, had there was quite two, a rise. There was two years where galaxy was like, right. oh, it's galaxy or nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, spend 50 bucks a pound on it. Right. Um, <laughs> but is that because it's easy? I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, a hop can like, yeah, I mean, I, I used to always, I, I, anything that had mosaic in it, I wanted it. I wanted it. Yeah. So. I got on that little train for a while, right? Yeah. Um, but is it because it's easy to, to throw that in and you put it on your can and people buy it? It doesn't take a lot of thought when you've got something that's really popular and everybody recognizes it and they look at the can and go. Yes and yes. I mean, we don't put hops or hop bill on our cans. Okay. That's just our choice. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, I, I'll sit here and I'm not gonna sit here and look at you and tell you, I mean, and tell you that people I know bought, it's going to taste good though. People yeah, yeah, know yeah. it right. has those flavors they're going I for. If it sells, why not? I right? bought cans out of bottle shops because of what the hops that are on. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah. Or the design of the label. I mean, we've all yeah, done it. Right? I mean, it is what it is. So That's a cool label on how the beer is. Let's try it. I mean, if you're asking me, can you, can you take Galaxy Talus and Sabro and make a crappy beer? Like I'm sure you, I'm sure you could, Absolutely. but <laughs> more times than not, it's probably going to be doing you some better than harm right um so yeah i mean it's again it's the cool thing that the hop world is ever changing the market's ever changing there's always experimentals out there there'll be some there'll be three or four new ones next year that everyone's going to spend 25 dollars a pound on um because it's new and but that's i mean that's craft beer in general it's there's always something coming up there's always something new to make and right i mean the the consumer wants new what have you done for me lately what's new today what's you know it's not what can i brag to my friends phantasms out there right now phantasm i have not tried that yeah it's 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 the new thing you got to look it up um I guess it's kind of a hop extract. I could be completely ignorant or wrong on this because I've only talked to our head brewer a couple times. Yeah, should have brought Jim here. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I offered. So let's. This is birthday Joe, weeks. Joe, for the record, he didn't bring Jim the brewer. He didn't bring uh, Bill's Light, which we talked about. We or talk, yeah, I got Bill's Light in the van. Or, or Wave Break. So we're over for you right now. Yeah, I was gonna say. And, and if there's nothing Adam loves doing more hey, on the podcast, I, I brought Pillow Top because I heard you talk it up on Adam's Adam Gold show. It was probably about a year ago now. You gave us a big shout out, man. I almost wanted to like send you a, a care package for all for all the love, uh, the plug that you gave us. Okay, all right, all right. I don't even know how. I don't even remember. Was, I don't. I don't even remember like yesterday's show. So I'll I'm just. Trying to, I'm trying to remember who was on. There was somebody else on the show that you were with. 
and I can't remember who it was. But you definitely gave us a plug, man, and I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we must have been talking about beaches or something like that, and I did give Bills a shout-out, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, guess, I'm guessing. No, Again, it was Randy, Randy Slack, who we do a comedy show with every Oh, time. okay. We we run a comedy show through, yeah. through him, and he, that's he brought. That's it up. right. I was doing yeah. So Adam will do these. Um, he'll do these roundtables on Fridays. He'll do these roundtables on Fridays, and Randy is part of Capital Broadcasting with us. Uh, full disclosure. Um, full disclosure. Nine one nine beer podcast. Capital Broadcasting property. So uh, yeah, the the station that Randy uh, does mornings for is a, a Capital Broadcasting station. So we were on at the same time and. I forgot what it was exactly we were talking about, but I did. Yeah, I did give Bills a shout out. So <laughs> that's good stuff. That is good stuff. But yeah, no, the 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 pillow talk. Look, I I'm a I'm a fan of that one. Um, what's funny is uh, the the beer that people still bring up in terms of the hazies was um, the one with the electric dolphin on it. What was that? The, uh, uh, Profusion, Profusion, Profusion 3.0. 3.0 yeah, no, that one. That's such a great can. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's a great can, but I remember... I can't I remember, take any credit for it. I remember I had a few in my fridge one time. We had some people over. This was pre-pandemic. And um, they were drawn They were drawn to the can to begin with. And then they had it, and they were like, this is great. I'm like... Wayne's from, pouring from a crowler again. Sorry, I, I got distracted. Like, I didn't interrupt so, you. Yeah, Wayne, so Wayne, Wayne's, uh, Wayne's, Wayne's spilling Wayne, everything all the time. Wayne, we have rules, in the, even though it's a fight club. Whatever, dude. It's, no, con- so anyway, it's so concrete it's, floor, and it's not even a nice concrete floor. It has holes in it. So what's funny... Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's the Fight Club, man. Nobody really cares. It's some spilled beer to go along with the blood. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if I'm going to get out of here alive. You're good. You're okay. good. All right. You're blood, good. In, blood in, blood out. We push the button and the uh, yeah. the lights go dim yeah. and the uh, and the the chain the chains roll down. That's fair. That's <laughs> no, fair. but to your point about uh, you know hazies in New England and things like that, that's one that always comes to mind when you um, is how I. I enjoyed Profusion 3.0 for what it was, but it was not a beer that I would gravitate to. Sure. But the people who have had it, who like were all about hazies, loved it. So it's just kind of funny how that all plays out, tying back to what consumers want versus what you might actually want to go out and do. Yeah, man. I'll uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. I don't even know who told it to me, but it's not. I'll never forget it going in this industry. So the, the, the best beer on the planet is the one you like the most. Yep. And that's what I tell all our customers. Yep. Like, oh, I don't like this, or I love this. And it's not like, it's hard for me to say it, but it's like, don't, everyone's, I feel like a lot of people are drinking beer because everyone else is drinking the same beer. See, I'm, I'm like, making a mess now. Like, if you like Bush Light, which I will crush in Bush Lights at like an NC State football game. Or, Time and place, concert, man. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking. We were talking. Uh, was it Bush Light? I feel like. What we, was it light last week? We were talking about with Ryan. Natty from, Lights. Uh, Natty no, it was. Dude, when I grew he was up on Southpaw. I don't make I it anymore. It was Bush. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Bush Light. Ryan was talking about <laughs> drinking it out out in St. Louis. Yeah, dude. <laughs> from Casita. I uh, again, again like pressure out I was, like, there. Don't. <laughs> I hate that we've gotten to a point where or i feel i've gotten to a place where people are just like oh, i'm gonna drink this beer i'm gonna try i'm gonna choke this beer down even though i don't really like it because everyone else is drinking it dude that was me with like, st Pauli girl dude, in, if in you college like, if you like if you like old english 40s and that's your thing like that's not your thing like oh man that brings back memories yeah dude that, that's high school again oe um, and duct tape yeah. man yeah, tried to fight the world party. one night hell like you want just a freaking rock solid pilsner <laughs> i'm i'm you guys with talking you. about edward 40 hands i had to go i had to clean i had to clean beer off my phone so I might have missed some Edward Forty Hands. So, anyways, I mean that's that's my whole I, thing. I think it's a good point though. The the, the, the best beer is the right. one you love. The one you love, sure. Yeah. And 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 the the days of I've got this one friend. He's uh he's one of my concrete suppliers, and uh, great dude. But he's a PBR dude through and through. 
and uh, he will occasionally have a craft beer, but he posts at least once or twice a week. He's having a PBR and whatever, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll give him a hard time, and he goes, yep, Wayne, expect to hear from you, but at the end of the day, he's dedicated to the brand. He loves it. That's all he needs. It's all he wants, and that's fine, and you know, my days of trying to educate people and bring, you know, I'll still try to get them to taste something. Yeah, sure. But, you know, if that's what you want, I might have having this conversation yesterday. You know, downtown Cary has gotten, um, has got a lot of places to consume alcohol, breweries, bars, whatever it may be. Um, but there's not a whole lot of places down there. You can go to Crosstown and get a PBR. Um, you can go to a sidebar. You can go to sidebar and get a PBR. There's a couple places you can get a, a, a PBR or you can get a, a Bud Light or something. But there's not really that place that's, that caters to that demographic sure. where you've got macro-American beers on tap and, you know, a few crafts. And I think something like that could be successful in there because there is still that demographic that wants to come out and wants to have that opportunity sure. right? because that's what they like. And I think it goes to what you said, Donnie. It's whatever you like is what you like. Yep. And I'm past laughing and making fun of people because uh, I used to do that. And sometimes it's just fun to have that palate cleansing Absolutely, day. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to drink a six-pack of High Life and be satisfied with my oh, life. Oh, dude, High Life is... Right? That's craft, isn't it? That's grilling beer. That's great craft beer. <laughs> yeah, I love... I, I take great pleasure at people coming... They come into our brewery, and they're like, you know... And they're they're walking in there. You can, you can tell, like, their wife or their son-in-law, whatever, dragged them into a yep. brewery. They're Miller Lite, <laughs> Bud Light guys. They're in there. They're already walking in with a negative, like, yeah. attitude. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, they taste like Coors Light. Don't necessarily, but hey, try our Pilsner or yeah. try our Bill's Light Lager. Yeah. And whenever they taste it and they're like, that's not bad. Right. And they bring home a six pack. I know damn well they're not going to go drinking Bill's Light for the rest of their lives. Like, they're going to go back to their Coors Light, Miller Light. But, Light, you want them for But they feel welcome that at was your a place. Win. Yes. That yes. was a win right. on that day. Hey, man. I've, I've been making this argument for years on this podcast. Is It's never about, like, you know, trying to be evangelical about you need to have this hot bar. Sure. Like you don't understand true beer unless you've had this crazy yeah, IPA or whatever. It's like, no, you give people what they're used to, but better. Yeah. And that's exactly what, Precisely. that's exactly what that light is, is what people know, but better. I think yeah. that's good. But um, talking about your place, let, let's go there a little bit. Uh, we've talked about the beer and the other things that are happening. Um, yeah. We were down there, what, four years ago, maybe? On, I feel, I feel so, yeah. like it was longer On site, uh, and you had the restaurant going. What's happening down there now? Because I know there have been some changes. A tap room, the sports complex, the restaurant. Tell, tell us what's happening. Yeah, so we had the restaurant down there. And it, I mean, I, I, don't take any, I don't take any shame in the fact that we're not serving food out there right now because we did everything right. Uh, we had just a perfect storm against us. Food's there was, hard. There was, uh, well, no, there was, there was construction. DOT was in front yep. of our building for almost two years, yep. just completely Big blocking off the area of the road. Uh, there was a hurricane. Then there's COVID was pretty much nail in the coffin. We use our kitchen all the time. So it's, if, if we decide to fire it back up again, it'll be pretty much turnkey a matter of ordering. So what's in that space now? Is that all tap, tap room? room. Okay. It's tap room event space. And we, we've, we get a lot of events. We just had one, last, say, night. Yeah. Had one last night. That's where we had that fried chicken though. Yeah. Oh, of course it was amazing. So, fried, so yeah, you can still get the fried chicken. At I was our, trying to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can still get the fried chicken at our sister company. Um, Captain Bill's, which is right behind us. Anybody that's spent any amount of time in Wilmington probably knows about it. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Uh, it's a 10-course beach volleyball complex out there that has all our beer on tap uh, and a cooler for you can get packaging back there. Um, we bought a 10,000-square-foot warehouse. It's right behind that, which is now our production facility. 
Um, we're getting ready to um, start working on a tap room in there and start expanding a little bit. So our whole thing and our dream, the end game for us is that you come in to Wilmington, you come to our, our property, our complex there, and you have an experience that you can't find anywhere else in North Carolina. And it's going to be uh, recreational beach volleyball tournaments, um, league. We run league every night, um, pretty much every night. It's like 250 teams per season. Um, so we got our are these, again. Are these two person? No, it, it, well, yeah, yeah. There's doubles, but majority of them are four four person. We have okay. six six man, four man, and, and two man. Um, but once so our our production facility butts up right to the back side of the back courts. So we're going to open up uh, a couple garage doors back there. So you can essentially come into our tap room at the brewery and still be sitting there watching league or tournaments um, and getting served food or beer. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's built in entertainment for, yeah. for your beer drinking. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, like our vision when it's all said and done is that you like, you're going to come to our spot and it'll be something that you cannot get anywhere else uh, in North Carolina. And, and we're, we're working very, very hard to get there. Um, you know, COVID kind of slowed everybody down, but we're uh, hopefully this time next year, we'll be finishing up or at least uh, in the middle of uh, building up the tap room at our, our production facility. But yeah, that's um, next level. I mean, there, there are, you know, farm breweries across the state. There's a few of those. There are um, breweries now that may have a, this golf hole or two, yeah. you know, basically in a parking lot. I mean, it's not really, really safe. You're throwing Frisbees where kids are running around, people drinking beer, but they do it. Yeah. But, man, you're at a whole nother level there, and you've had those volleyball courts before the brewery was around, Yeah, right? yeah. It's testament. I, I, I can't take any credit for it. My father-in-law, my wife's parents, uh, they started there. They started Captain Bill's 30 years ago. Actually, wow. we celebrated 30-year anniversary this year. Um, so how the brewery got started, um, well, they started – 30 years ago with two courts and just over time they've developed into 10 courts um and we do a ton of charity tournaments out there raise a lot of money uh we just had an article in the woman magazine um about featuring my mother-in-law and my and my wife um and their journey and the family's journey uh up to this point and probably have donated over a million dollars to charities uh in their 30-year journey um so that's something that that we just love being a part of the community, man. Um, again, you know, those charity charity tournaments we have out there, along with the brewery and whatnot, um, it, it really, it really brings, it's, 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 it's a whole different uh, atmosphere that, that, that you can't get anywhere else. But yeah, my, my wife and I started the brewery about seven years ago. Um, and again, I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast that we, we, we just wanted to be a tap room, supporting, supporting North Carolina breweries. And uh, one thing led to another. We ended up, you know, opening a seven barrel system, and, and now we have the fifteen barrel system. Um, so that's that's our thing, man. That's that's food, volleyball, and beer. Um, and we, the goal is for it to all come together at the very end, and we're right there at the finish line. We feel like, um, and so like you know, we want people, we want people to come to our our place and and know they can hang out there for four or five hours sure. and get anything anything they possibly need. So one of the things I think is really cool, and we're going to get to this beer that we just poured before before we let you get out of here. But yep. what's interesting is when you first started, um, everybody knew Captain Bill's. Yep. And it was like, oh, this restaurant's starting a brewery. And now <laughs> yep. I think you've – I'm certain that you've had people come in to your place because of your beer from, from you know, sir, in particular from this area. 
from the triangle but from other parts of the state because they've had your beer yep. and they're like, Oh, you guys have a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, like you that, have volleyball? That's, that's a, and, and volleyball. Like that's a sign of, of your beer making a name for itself, which is awesome. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've been to a beer festival. People that, you know, that live in North Carolina pretty much their entire life uh, in the beginning. And it was right. like, Hey, where are you guys located? Like over in Wilmington, like we're in Wilmington. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, you know, Captain Bills? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, right. we're right there. <laughs> so yeah, that's course, my landmark course. when people try to tell them where we're at. But, uh, yeah, yeah, to your point, Adam, it's um, it was that way for a while. I mean, we started distributing, let's see, two, almost three years into, you know, starting the restaurant. Yeah. And now we're, we distribute all over the triangle, um, trying to work our way back up into the triad. Uh, and up and down, we obviously are all over the, the coastal region. But yeah, it was you know Captain Bills had carried carried some weight, man. Sure. Held, you know, held some water. Um, it's been there for thirty years. Established, successful restaurant um, has been a a big part of the community down there for so long. And yeah, there were some people that were out there. I'll be honest with you that when we we started the brewery, they're like, they're a volleyball complex with a restaurant. What are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's tough to overcome that. Oh, that there's. So many people. Linwood went through it. Yeah. Mason the, Jar went through it. You guys went through it. Whether they want to admit it or not, admit to it or not, there was a lot of people that went into it like, oh, they're trying they're trying their stab at this, sure. this craft beer thing. Like, uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, we, we've just we busted our tails and, and worked our tails off. And we Jim Deaton, our head brewer, is an absolute mastermind. He's um, great. He's great. <laughs> He's super nice an guy. Interesting conversation, no I'm, doubt. If you can I'm, get him to talk. I am, I am working my tail <laughs> off to get him get some lagering tanks. <laughs> He, he oh, makes yeah. some dynamite lagers. Yeah, he makes I'm, some. Dy- I'm, I'm your, your Black Forest Oktoberfest is <laughs> is one of my go tos. Well, he was, for, you know what what season August. So Jim uh, <laughs> Oktoberfest season. Jim Jim was a production brewer at uh, Blowing Rock for quite amount of time, um, quite a bit of time, and his um, head brewer there was Ray. I forget, I'm blanking on Ray's last name. Sorry, Ray. Um, but he was very very old school when it comes to the production of beer. No shortcuts. Do it the right way. Do it the long way if you have to. Um, and so that's where, that's where Jim got all of his his technique, all of his knowledge from, um, and it's trickled down, fortunately, uh, into our product. Um, the man knows his beer. He loves he loves beer. Again, like I said, if we could lager everything, he'd be a happy man. Um, I promise you, I'll get you some lagering tanks, Jim, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's our thing. Is you know, I kind of want to wrap this thing up with. When it comes to our brand and people see us on a on a beer menu at a, a bottle shop or wherever on the shelves, we never want to be known as a one-trick pony. We never want to be known as doing one style of beer the right way or doing it good. Um, my whole thing and what I hang my hat on and what I go to sleep to at night is that I want people, when they see Bill's Brewing on tap, whether it be an ESB, whether it be a Pilsner, whether it be a New England, whether it be a Sour, that people look at us or when they hear our name, they think of us as consistent mm-hmm. and quality and doing, doing it the right way and taking no shortcuts. Um, I think you guys, that, I think you guys are on we, that. That's kind of what we work towards as far as our branding goes. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think you've done a good job I think of establishing you, seriously, that. I think you guys have done a very good job establishing that. I mean, I'm only kind of speaking for myself, but if I no, see, it's one of the, if it, I see y'all's logo, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, so. same, same here. It's one of those that if I look at the board at uh, any of the places I frequent, uh, or in the cooler, and there's a <laughs> bills, I know that it's going to be no matter whether it's a style I love or a style that I like. 
I know it's going to be a solid product. And we appreciate uh, that. There's a few across the state. I mean, there's probably uh, uh, a dozen or so that anytime I see them, I don't hesitate to order whatever it is. Yeah. For instance, yeah. this key lime. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I saw I, I saw the name <laughs> of, of, of it on the crowler. I was like, okay, yeah. I know I'm going to get here. In a way, I knew I was going to get here. Um, but yeah, this is a very... So obviously the lime comes out. <laughs> you think in a, in a really good, like in I a want good to pour way. it over shaved ice. Yeah, in like mm. in a good way, and, and that just and chew on that ice. And the it's whole funny time. you like, mentioned so the shaved good. the shaved ice part of it too, because there is a little sweetness to this. This needs to be in a slushy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like like, wouldn't oh. it be good? It's not just, just like pure sour. Yeah, there's a little sweetness to this. What's going on here? Or am I misreading this? So. Overall, so it's part of our Mankini series. Okay. Yes, yes, I said man, Mankini. <laughs> uh, so I get to see Adam in in a couple of months at uh, Antigua. So our Mankini Sour Series, it's a, it's a sour series. We just changed the fruit on. This is our key lime version. We're actually canning this in the first week of June, so next next month. Um, Love the way it came out. Key lime always works down at the coast, yeah. beach, summertime. Um, we put vanilla powder. So we brewed it with... Graham crackers in the mash, and then vanilla powder in the boil. Obviously, key limes um, in the fermenter. Uh, we love it, but we want to make it better. So when we can it this time, we're going to hang some Madagascar vanilla beans mm. in the fermenter. There you go. Just more to get that vanilla to shine a little bit more. I, uh, I, I, under, I understand what you're, you're going for like a key lime pie. Yeah, vibe there. I know, dude. Just we're going key lime. Okay. Our, I mean. Shout out to Westbrook, love you guys. But we're we're going to like have the monster. Our our, our aspirations have the monster key lime sour around town. Um, so yeah, we'll be looking for it on your shelves here uh, sometime mid mid June next next month. Not adding lactose. No lactose. Good for you. Good for you. No lactose. I like Good. that. There's a little bit Good of uh, lime peel in the mash as well. Yes. So that sorry that, in, sorry in the boil. That, yeah, that gives it that kind of like. That bitterness, yes, to it as well, this where is, it's like tart and bitter, and you can, you can get that little bit of sweetness. The the yes, the more it warms up, the little bit more bitterness is coming out, not in a bad way. Yeah, um, but it is. But like, as you describe I could drink it, this over ice like a cocktail, yeah. and I'd be perfectly happy. As you describe it as a key lime pie, yeah, it comes through. So you're getting a little bit of like a kind of a spice, cinnamony spice thing. Yes. That's that's from the graham cracker crust, um, or graham crackers. I'm sorry. Um, but yet, our our aspiration is is that uh, we get a little little more of that vanilla to shine yeah. with hanging some beans in the fermenter. Okay, and we're gonna have something. Hopefully, I mean, have I, it's awesome. it's good as is. Honestly, I really yeah. enjoy. I really it. Enjoy I'm really that. enjoy it. And I'm with Adam. If Thank you put you. that if you put that over shaped ice, you got yourself <laughs> or some sort of slushy machine. Do y'all do y'all have a slushy machine in the? No, no, we we haven't gotten the slushy rolled yet. We haven't. Man. I so, because so I'm thinking, good. I'm thinking slushy right now. There's so many slushy machines. You know what I want? I want places. this like a Dole Whip. That's what I <laughs> right? want. That's what I want. Well, so two Sundays ago, I went out to Vicious Vicious Apex. Uh, Jessica and I went out there. And we're hanging out with uh, with Ken and Ruthie, uh, the owners. And uh, I walk in, and they're all drinking these pink drinks. And I'm like, no, I just want a beer. So, um, so Jessica gets one, and I try it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to knock this beer out. Cause, and I ended up having two of those things. And it was a seltzer slushy with a topper. And I think it was topped with a little bit of champagne. But it was amazing. And I'm like, can you get that slushy machine just out by the pool somewhere and just let me sit there all afternoon? Because it was, I'm like, 
I'm not sure I would ever admitted to that before, but I, I'm on the board now. Yeah, I'm here. It's, everything that you used to hate on is it's it's live and it's, it's it is, real. Right? And like you hey, take it or leave. Let's make it fun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it we, is what it is. We make a we made a seltzer, a strawberry lemonade seltzer. Ooh, and it did. It went like as far as sales went, it went crazy. Yeah. And, and I think the feedback we got from it is that like the Trulies and the White Claws, people that drink those, at least their their response to me was. You get a little bit of that, like, you know, aspartame. Um, uh, aspartame. Yeah. It's pronounced aspartame. Yeah. <laughs> Taste with that. Um, the seltzer we made, it was, it's, it was, you don't have that. It's just super, yeah. and it's subtle. It wasn't, like, overpowering, jot-locking, like, fruit sweetness to it. Um, so it does well. You know, I never thought we'd be making the seltzer, but, you know. You're in the beverage business. Is, yeah, precisely. What's precisely. next? Let's, 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 let's. What's next? What's not just for bills. We know what's next for bills. What's next? What's next to do? We've we've run the gamut Dude, I don't on know. IPAs, Can't. right? We've done sours, we've done brutes. Obviously, New England's are here to stay. Whatever it is, what it is. We got the smoothie smoothie seltzers now. We got seltzers, we got smoothie seltzers, we got the god awful they taste like Danimals, the 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 fruited <laughs> smooth you know what I'm talking about? The, the like the just the f- overly fruited smoothie sours like yeah. Oh, I can't do it. There's a market yeah. for them. People love them, and and that's great. It's whatever. So where 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 are we going? What's left to do right now? I guess you could besides like, regular freaking beer. I guess like you could like create something people can like huff or inhale to get intoxicated. <laughs> Vaporized yeah. alcohol. Oh, that's like Back to the Future stuff. It's yeah. like Back to the Future two stuff right there. That's all I got for you, man. I don't. I mean. I mean, do you I ever sit around I, I, and try to figure what out else, what's the next trend? What else could you put in beer? What else can be done? Have we not done it all? I mean, I'm interested to see in the next 12 to 24 months what the new thing is. Because I truly feel like we've, <laughs> we've exhausted <laughs> all of the options. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, trust me, that's kind of our, what innovation kind of our thing. Is we go to work thinking about, hey, what's, what are we going to do next? Um. I think the answer is kind of what I want to. Well, I want the answer to be is I think people are going to start start rounding that corner, going back to, hey man, give me a, give me. Oh, a nice, I think it. I, a think nice West Coast. I think we have. I think we've nice already West, started. Yeah. I think we've already I started. I don't know, man. Because I, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, granted, we're older, we're older folks here, but <laughs> well, I'm uh, way older folks. I was going to say this is like the third time I think you've but referenced like, just how old we are now. It sounds like you're having some. What do you like? We don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't walk into a, a tap room or bottle shop and looking for the most crazy sh- thing I can find on the menu. Like, no, you know what? I don't know. You know what happens to me I when I know. walk in now? When I walk in now, I realize when you talk about being old. What I realize is decisions are being made for the younger demographics now. Correct, not ours. Because that's, I think that's, that's fair. Well, we got think, the Super Bowl, man. It's all down. No, what I'm, we, what got, I'm, we got we did we did we did we did, we did get our West Coast Super Bowl uh, halftime show. You're right about that. But but what I'm getting at is it's like <laughs> it's like it's it's even in my business. You know, there are certain demographics that you ultimately care about, and if you fall out of those demographics, then we're not really catering. Like yeah. at that by that point, we either have you or we don't, so to speak. So I think for a lot of craft breweries now, and maybe you're included in this, where you realize the people who are the older the older folks like me or Adam or you. We've kind of established that we like craft beer. We're going to go to craft beer places. We're going to do our thing. You're not going to lose that customer necessarily. Sure. But you want to make sure that you're getting that next faithful customer to come through. So you're, I'm not saying you chase that particular thing, but how, you know, this is something I talked about on the, on the podcast last week, uh, having gone out to Charlotte and hit a couple different places. 
the dynamic of the breweries themselves have changed and catering yeah. more towards younger demographics that need social media areas to post and have little you know little yeah. activations around to make that's, it that's a, a desirable point. place to hang out playgrounds like, for the kids yeah i don't care thanks about, adam yeah i don't i don't care about social activations in, inside a brewery i care about can i get my beer in a timely fashion like that's what i care about yeah. But for, for younger people, you got it's it's a place Places you have to be seen. for dogs to put their paws on the ball. The That's table. Wayne. Those the are Wayne's spots. Those are Wayne's spots. So just don't get me started. I mean, yes. Bill's is. I mean, Bill's logo is a really great looking dog. Um, <laughs> but he's not. That dog's not. That dog's tall not, enough. Or yeah, he's not. That dog ain't sitting on top of the bar. He's I bet with, with if customers get, if in there. If he sits there. on the bar, he's not walking across it. Oh, right. I'm so tired. Like every festival. Like, so who was Bill and who's got the bulldog? <laughs> About a 30-second explanation, and then they start understanding. Yes, but to answer that question, yeah, Bill is my wife's grandfather, and the Bulldog uh, comes from there on their third-generation English Bulldog. So right, slide yeah, that in there, there real quick. Gen- like Ugga, several generations. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Bulldog owners, like once they get one, they don't want any other dog ever again. Yeah, you get so used to just constantly wiping its face and stuff. <laughs> yeah. you feel Dude, like part they, of are like, they are high-maintenance. <laughs> they are. My my mother in law has has Billy. It's a female. She's a female. Um, God, worst child, man. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's why I don't have pets right now. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming through, man. We appreciate yeah. it as always. Um, what do we got coming up next week? Uh, we're going to talk to uh, our buddy Rusty, who's uh, he started uh, around around the end of twenty one. He started his own. Thing, uh, doing interval brewing. Okay. Are you sure he's going to be here? I mean, are we going to have to conference call him from some mountaintop in Oregon? Or is he, I mean, because Rusty's, he's in and out and about. World traveler. No, he no he's, he's got it on his calendar. So looking looking forward to that, talking okay. talking about what his kind of vision for his brand is. Okay. He's making uh, some great beer. what he's doing. He is really, got he, the, he's uh, doing a nice job. And then we got the beer mile coming up in a couple weeks, too. We so do. When is that again? 26. That's on the are 26. we coaching that, Wayne? I'm not sure what we're doing. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I, I think I'm going to fly my drone this year and follow are we, Joe. Are we Team Adam Gold Show again this year? Or I don't know. What, I don't know what we're doing. This what is year? the running team? Look like? Well, is right, Brownlow on the running. Brownlow's team? Brownlow's on the running team, but uh, she might she might have to get subbed out because she's been uh, she's been dealing with some uh, with some COVID protocol oh, issues. Oh no! So I mean, I wanted look, to see that hop skipping a jump before yeah, she know, takes off I around know. the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's one of those, I was going to say it's one of those reminders. I want to see Rand chug. No, well, <laughs> we've, Rand we've actually make up for it in his running speed. We've actually determined that uh, there is a rule where if you don't chug the beer, you can toss the beer over your like you can dump it on yourself. So you guys, you guys have a beer mile here at Bond. Yeah, Bond, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Bond. All right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're doing yeah, a four-person right, right, four right. relay. That's right. uh, like, so that's the Bond. That's the rule of that beer mile. So apparently, at, at the Bond Brothers beer mile, uh, and Jason Biggs, well, then Rand uh, is going to do that. Yes, and that's why. That's why I explained it because cost, he cost our team dearly. And in the post-game yeah. meeting, we we chatted yeah. about that. Yeah, we chatted that if he's, if he was going to be invited back to the team, he was going to have to dump the beer on his head because uh, apparently you don't get penalized if you do that. It's at Bond, but it's not a Bond event. It's the, um, it's the FS series. FS series, yeah, yeah, that's FS correct. Series. That's why, yeah, that's why, does it, right? Yeah, that's, yep. why, that's why I brought up Jason because Jason yep. will, will explain the rules ahead of the beer mile and he will say, if you don't chug it, you can't dump it on your head. Because well, that's like, a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Because I don't want to have, I don't want to waste perfectly good beer. Anyway. Just saying. Just saying. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with hosts Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. 
Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast.